once again, we're John and Nick. Um, today is October 29th, 2021. And it's a day that it's a day that 358 days ago, I'm not sure either one of us thought we'd ever see or that we wanted to see it. Um, Six minutes ago, Leah turned one years old. You know, we've talked about on these before that we don't have an agenda. But I think today that's not exactly true. Today's agenda is to talk about today, this day, this day that we've no one was coming and it's like a fucking freight train that you just can't get out of the way of we tried we've run for months um and we know i think we know that this day only pales in comparison to what next friday will be because it In a week and 10 days, or 10 minutes, a week and 10 minutes, Leah will have been gone a year. And it's, it's what life's come down to for us anymore, I think, is we just look at the clock and look at the calendar. And used to look at the clock and the calendar as things to look forward to. And vacations and wedding dates and Friends getting married and kids' birthdays, kids' birthdays, and basketball games, and it all just seems so small now. And that's a struggle because that's not fair to it's not fair to one through four and to the fiance. It's not fair to minimize other days, but it's it's hard. It's the reality of it. This. This thing is just still so big. It doesn't it doesn't ever get small, but we get there's times where we carry it better and there's times where we can move it around and, and keep it in a safe place. And you know, speaking of safe places, like Nick and I are we're in Montana right now. This is our safe place and this is And we, we have Leah with us as much as we can. She's in our hearts and our minds all the time. And we have pictures with us. And her urn. And her urn. And her candle. Her candle that's been lit all day. Um, and we have the other kids. Um, we were, I hate it. It's like. We, we stumble over the word fortunate because there's so many things in our life that we are fortunate about. One of them being that we were fortunate enough to be able to have all the kids and one's fiance join us up here. They got here last night. And 
We never have all the kids, but I think everybody knows what I mean. And we are all here and we just had lunch together. And, and when, when Nick was pregnant, the only two things she craved were ham and cheese sandwiches, the saltier the ham, the better, and then apple pie. And the sweeter the pie, the better, which both are weird for Nick. I mean, Nick likes salt and she likes sweet, but never to one end of the spectrum or the other. And we had ham and cheese sandwiches for lunch. And I, I think we're going to attempt to make an apple crumble or something for tonight. Making an apple tart. An apple tart? Making an apple tart. So, so yeah, like I said, we don't, we really, we don't try to come in with an agenda or with content or anything, but today kind of speaks for itself. It's, um, you know, people all over the world thinking about us, you know, friends and family down the road and friends and family in other states and friends and family for all intents and purposes in other countries. And, and it's, everybody's been very respectful of this. Um, I think every grieving parent is different in how they're moved through this day. Um, we wanted to surround ourselves with our kids. With, with the kids. And kind of shut out the outside world otherwise. I'm doing a little bit of work this morning and I'll have to do a little bit of work this afternoon, but <clears throat> otherwise we're just trying to spend the day with the kids and it's a it's a rainy day and we're all just in the house and it's cold rainy gray. It's honestly the exact reflection of what this feels like. Yeah, I talked about this the day that we brought Leah home. It was a one of them Tucson fall days. It was like 82 degrees out and a little light breeze and the sun was shining and we got to take Leah home. Um, and just, just to enjoy and soak in anything that we could and, and love her and love on her. And, but today is a very fitting weather day for where the mood is. But yet it's beautiful in its own way. It's, it's too cold for hummingbirds and bees up here. But we keep seeing this white bird, pure white. There's only one. There's only one. <laughs> and this bird keeps swooping off the deck and down out of the lake and then back up into the pine tree and back on the lake and just swooping around the house. It has been. It started yesterday afternoon and it's been going all day today. 
I don't know. We're both we're both struggling for words today. I think. We have friends that have already had to live through this day. We have other friends that are rapidly approaching this day. And I don't think there's any advice, not that anyone's asking for it. I don't know how to get through this day because I honestly never imagined it happening. I couldn't envision still being here to this day or any of the next days. I just, my brain just keeps sorting through all the should be's. We should be getting ready for a birthday party. Well, you should be walking, starting to talk. We should be opening presents and singing happy birthday and blowing out candles and sort of tradition in our family that our kids never tasted refined sugar until their first birthday and they got their cake which was always so much fun to watch them and their first taste of that much sugar. She should be sitting down with her little smash cake and getting it everywhere in her hair and in her ears and all over her party dress. And we're not doing any of those things. And I, I know that it should be isn't the healthy thing that we've been told. That this is the way it is. That this is the way that God intended it to be. And so this is what should be. And I'm having a really fucking hard time accepting that right this minute. Yeah, you know, if there's not, I guess there's technically plans out there for how to deal with grief, but we're here to tell you they're all bullshit. And fuck anybody that tells you how. But, but I think we've done a, not like I was trying to be good at it, but I think we've done an admirable job honoring Leah every way we can, every day. And we've been good parents to the other four. And we've been great friends and good family to everyone else. And we we were there for Luca in May, and we'll be there for Bash in November, and we'll 
be there for Maven December. And we've done a pretty good job trying to be present and connected and figuring out how to still fucking breathe every day. So today, I don't think we need to be that today. I think today you've used the term, well, not you've used the term. They, they like to say women like to wallow in it. Men like to touch it, meaning grief. But I think today we can all wallow. Which I don't like that word. I don't like the word. self-indulgent. No. And it's not much today. We can envelop in it. It can have me. Grief. Grief can take us today. It's not anything that we fight and we just get better at managing it. And I fight it. I only let so much in at a time. I fight it. That's managing. Managing, I guess, yeah. Not today. No, today we've... I don't like this statement either, but we've earned the right to let it have us today. I've earned the right to not answer my phone. I've earned the right to not fucking deal with anybody. I'm trying. The only thing I'm fighting is being mad. I don't don't want to be mad this day. I'll save that for next week. Because on this day, a whole year ago already, we met our baby. And she was so beautiful. And on this day, there was so much fear and anxiety, pain in every form. But there is still hope. (laughs) But that wouldn't last much longer. On Halloween of last year, we had to make a decision that should never be left to a parent. We had to say the words that we wanted to remove care, which is such a disgusting way to put it. And at that point, all hope was gone, and it has not made a reemergence. There has not been a glimmer of hope since that day. And I can't imagine there ever will be again. We had 53 hours. 53 hours of being scared for sure. But hopeful. But hopeful. And it's just such a short time. There's pictures that exemplify that. My sister made a book of all the pictures that we have of Leah with us. Some are in the hospital, some are at home, 
Some are with her daddy and me, and some are with her brothers and her sister. My therapist also looked at the book once. And there's a picture in there. It was the first time that we got older. She had all the tubes and wires and all the scary things. But it's so evident by my expression of awe and wonder and hope that this was before the truth came out. There was no hope to be found. There was nothing to hope for. And those pictures are in there too. It's just our friends when they they've lost their first babies. And I I don't care if it's your first or your twenty-third baby, nobody should have to live through this. And I don't know if it's better or worse. I don't think there's better or worse in any of this. It is this what it is, but they don't know what a normal hospital stay is like after having a baby. You don't know what babies are doing when they're a year old and what their first birthdays look like. We do. So they long for their hopes and dreams, the things that they would have planned and We know exactly what we would have been doing, what she would have been doing. And that's all that plays through my head. Yeah, it's, you look at our, you look at the other four, they all have a defined, role in the hierarchy, I guess. And I, I don't know what the phrase is, but I think of <clears throat> certain things like we say we've talked about today, we think about what today should have been. And I kind of know that number four in particular would have, he's still at home. And she'd have had him wrapped around her finger and I can I can see him. I can see him eating cake off her finger today, some of her smash cake. I can see that. It's, it's just it's like these things you read about. We're like, are we in a simulation? And it's I don't think we are, but but I can see it. It's like glimpses of it. The brain, like the brain. Nick's talked about before, like the choose your own adventure book. And that's kind of what my brain has been doing lately. Like I keep getting 
glimpses of what it was supposed to be. I don't like what should have been, but what was supposed to be. And I can see it. I can see, I can see one laughing her ass off as Leah's rubbing cake in her hair. And I can see They all picked out for her. Yeah, the presents that they would have went and bought and the effort they spent finding them and helping her build them. Yep. It's it's all it's I don't know how I don't know how a four pound, 12 ounce baby girl can affect that many people. Hey, just... <sighs> you talk about change and that you can't, you can't change anything if you don't actually change it. And it's, well, that's been the motto of our whole family. Hmm. Shit don't change if shit don't change. Yeah, shit don't change if shit don't change. I remember I had a classmate 25 years ago that told me the only way you're ever going to change it is to change the whole culture. I remember looking at him thinking, what the hell does that mean? But I get it now. It's, well, he has changed our whole culture. She's changed how, how we do literally everything. She's changed how we approach business, how we approach family, how we approach God. She's literally, literally where we live. Literally here. We've spent a hundred days. As of next week, when we go back to Tucson, we will spend a hundred days not in Tucson. A hundred days of absolute fucking running, but also not running at the same time. 50 of them stuck in neutral. Tucson and the house. The house in particular. Are triggering in a lot of ways. And we've run from that place and that house, but it wasn't always running away. Sometimes it was running to. I told you before that. Nowhere feels like home, but Montana offers shelter here. Feels the least dangerous. We can be this here. We can't do that in Tucson. We're holding 800,000 different directions there and 
a lot of people there can't witness this. So, for a hundred days, we kept it just to us in, in little nooks and crannies of the country that we found. And we keep coming back here. This is a place that Leah never knew. What she would have. I can, I can see her out there in the paddle boat, you and her going in circles, of course, because the paddle boat takes two people to make it go straight. <laughs> but I can see her out there running down towards the dock and eating goldfish and having to fight the dog for him out of the grass. And there's three deer that are here every couple of days. And I can see her standing at the front door on the glass, beating on the glass, watching the deer out in the island out front. I can I can see those things. It's it's the things your brain tricks you into. It's Yeah, she would have known this place and she would have, she would have known the us that we used to be. And in this, <laughs> Nick and I didn't need a fucking lesson in life. That's for damn sure. We were, I'll, I'll toot our own horn here. Nick and I are compassionate empathetic, generous. generous, deeply caring, will burn the world down for you people. We were already, we were already that. We didn't need this. I didn't need another lesson in life. I, and how cool it is. And it, but it, but it's not, I'm trying to be careful because it's not about us. It's, Lee is the one not here. We're the ones that are here. We're the ones that are stuck here, trapped here. I think a lot of us, and I remember <clears throat> feeling, or what I know is an echo of this feeling, when John's mom and my dad passed away way too young. And when their anniversaries came around thinking, it's been a year and they're still not here. Logically, I'm not an idiot. I know this isn't reversible, but there's a part of you that thinks there must be an end date. This can't go on forever. Oh, here we are. All of us that are having to live through this, 
All we all want to know is how long is forever? How long do I have to live without her? Yeah, we could, Nick and I could magically become pregnant and I could adopt 25 kids and it's, it's not ever going to make the hole in my heart mm -hmm. any smaller. It's, you know, how long is forever? I, I think of my grandmother. My grandma told me when I lost my mom that my grandma was four when her mother died. And obviously it's different than if her mom had watched my four-year-old grandmother die, but it's different with it being a parent. But, but I think of my grandma who lived to be, screw the math up here, 89 years old. My grandma lived 85 years and remembered her mother to the day that she died. And I remember my grandma telling me, she's like, she didn't say at least you're 25, but it was kind of along the lines of it. You'll have 20 less years until you're together again. Not said cruelly, said with love, that my grandma did believe that we would meet again. But that's where we've already talked about this with Leah earlier. Like I was 43 when Leah died, it was 42. Do we have another 42 or 43 years or 52 or 53 years? It's absolutely fucking horrifying. <laughs> this is only year one. This is only one. I don't know where the strength comes from. One in tomorrow, let alone 40, 50. Right? close friend that lost his baby in 2002 be 20 years 20 and then it'd be 20 with my mom next year too and I I miss my mom I do but I know that his 20 are immeasurably fucking worse than mine And that heart just hurts. And we've talked about that before, that you can't imagine any kind of future, good or bad, otherwise. To imagine October 29th of 2040.
<laughs> New should have been funny. I can't. I can't picture that. I don't. Yeah, I said before, I've been a dad for a long time, but I haven't been a daddy in a long time. And I was really, really looking forward to being a daddy again. And, and I would have been just as happy if it had been a little boy. I would have been. But man, is she pretty. <laughs> and... Little girls just do something different to daddy's hearts. It's just that simple. It's... I don't know, it's hard to... It's not hard to think about 20 years. It's impossible to think about it. Because we have kids that are that age and older. And to know where they're at and the things that they've done and the way the world's changed and... And we got to watch them grow up. And Leah's always going to be stuck in time. There's again, there's the glimpses, there's the the figments of your imagination, the quick breaks from reality where you can change places with somebody in a restaurant. You can see your daughter and you there instead of them. Those things are always going to be there. But I don't know. Kind of struggling today, obviously. Sorry, I had to pause there for a minute. Um, make an attempt to collect all our shit into one basket. But I happened to just look at Facebook. I, I loathe Facebook and social media most of the time, but at the end of the day, it's the easiest way to throw an emotion out there and let everybody see it as opposed to having to reach out to 100 people when you barely have the energy to stand. And I had a, I have customers on my, on my Facebook and realtors and whatever, it doesn't matter. Point of story, I have people on my Facebook that I don't know that well. I, I think that's common for most of us. There's lots of people that we have on Facebook that we don't know that well. And I just got a comment on the post I made about Leah today that, They lost their firstborn son, Scotty, and he lived 30 minutes. I don't know what happened. I don't know exactly when this was, but I knew, I do know that Scotty would probably be close to my age. So they've had give or take 40 plus years without Scotty. They had 30 minutes. 
she said to feel free to reach out if I need someone to talk to, and I probably will. And I think it's because I want to know how, how much of those 30 minutes are burned in. Are they all burned in? Or is it glimpses? Mm-hmm. I think it's all burned in. Mm-hmm. It's written in your soul. You won't forget any of it. And how could you? There's no relationship more primal than a parent and their child. There's nothing you will forget in the year since Leah's been gone. I can't describe her smell, but I would know it. I don't think of the sounds that she made. She never cried. She would make little sounds when, especially she was in distress and breathing got harder for her. So I try not to remember that, but I would know if I heard it. Yeah, I had another another post from a friend that I haven't seen in close to 30 years, 25 at least. And he said, I'm going to stop right now and say a prayer for you. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about that before, that, that that little girl, just for a short period of time, she stopped the world. Didn't let it rotate. And here we are again. And he's doing it again. This person's 2,000 miles from here. Just happens to see a red dot on their phone. And she stopped his world for a minute made everything around him stop turning. She does that for us a lot. All day, every day. I mean, obviously some of you that are listening to this, know us, physically know us in life and know that we we try to not put on a brave face. We try to really we did that people didn't know about our previous traumas and we put that away and focused on other people and 
the task at hand. And to a certain degree, we do that now, depending on the audience. But the people that know us, and people that we've let in to our circle, into our family, we can be this. We can be a fucked up mess. We can be real, mad, dark. And we appreciate all of you. I know there's still a lot of people that have reached out and they have this day coming up soon for them to they reach out and they say, if you need us for anything, we're here. Knowing they're afraid of that day for them too. But know that for those days, for all of you, we'll be reaching right back. There's nothing any of us can say or do or be makes any of this better but just knowing that even though we feel like we're suffering alone we aren't yeah everybody everybody gets to handle this day how they want to handle it and our our friends in Spain they wanted to get together with the other their other trusted, well, were parents, but with the other family, their other families that they trusted that knew would honor Luca. And we read him stories and sang him songs, and it was a beautiful day in May, and the wind was blowing, and the sun was out, and it was, it made, made him a cake. A cake that's not, that wasn't for people to eat. For birds and animals yeah. and squirrels. And, we took it up the mountain and we we let balloons go from 9,400 foot elevation in Tucson. It was as close to heaven as we could get where we were. Mm-hmm. We just thought we'd give those balloons a head start. And we put out the, the bird seed suet cake for the animals. And, and today for us is markedly different. It's not that we don't want to talk with people and see people. You yes. celebrate and honor, you know, it's not that, this is just, we're in our own pain and in our own trauma, we, and we turn in. Yeah, we, we turn to each other, always have, and we... And then we we have a friend that is very into astrology, and she would say that it's because we're both cancers. <laughs> yeah, never been a truer statement. No. And and we and we have the other four with us, and again, of course, the fiance is here too, and I don't mean to discount her at all, but we have the other four with us, and we're leaning on each other today, and. And that's how we chose to handle today, but yeah, in in 
we have a, a different way. It's kind of honoring our family traditions of how we celebrate birthdays with our kids. Like we don't, we didn't have huge big parties and we, we didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese and all of that. We, we had family parties and the kids got to pick their dinner and they don't all want cake. Some of them don't like cake. So they got to pick their birthday dessert. Birthday pie and birthday cookies and yeah. birthday, what are the things, macarons. <laughs> and, and then whatever's left, we eat for breakfast the next day. It's just, that's an us thing. And, and it kills me that I, I'll never know what Leah's go-to dinner was. or Pretty sure it's apple pie. What her sandwiches was that she would want every year. But it's everybody has to handle this day however you handle it. And we have a friend in Tucson whose his daughter's birthday will be next Friday, which is Obviously, the day that we left, and we can't be there for you that day, but we can be there for you the sixth if you need us. We're here, well, and our friends. But we in, will be there for you. In we can talk. Either it's nice. And our and our friends in Florida, if you need us there on the twelfth. All you got to do is say something. Our friends in Georgia, you want to come to us on the twenty sixth. All you got to do is say something. It's, we'll, Nick and I will make that happen. You guys are here for us today. Even though you may think you're not, you are. <laughs> you absolutely are. We wouldn't have got through the last year without you guys. No. No, we have sang the praises of Rachel's gift. A million times, and I will keep referring people because for some fucking reason this keeps happening. But I will hold that organization as close as we hold St. Jude for coming up with the treatment protocol that saved number one. They couldn't save Leah, and they can't mitigate the pain, but they can walk with us through it, and through them, we have found some of our truest family and people that we know we can count on in any situation. And they know that we can be counted on too. Yeah, two two weeks ago was incredibly hard for us. We were supposed to be flying to Atlanta for the annual charity event for Rachel's gift, and we were going to be able to we weren't going to be able to see our friends from Spain, but we were going to be able to see the friends from Georgia, from Florida, and New York, and, from. You know, 
all over the country. And, and be able to see you and actually meet everyone in person. And COVID found me in Montana. I spent the better part of a month doing nothing, but recovering. recovering and, and as of two days ago, I had my first symptom-free day in a month. So survived it again. Not like I needed another fucking trial, but it's Nick and I talk about turning inward. I wouldn't have made it without her. I was in Tucson. I'd went home for a few days. Home, fuck home. But we went to Tucson for a few days to, before I knew I was sick to do some work. And I wasn't feeling good, but I ended up coming back up here. And then that next week, I got really sick. And I would have died if I'd been in Tucson. And while part of me would have been really, really, really happy to have just went and been with Leah. I think Nick and I are the couple that are going to die five minutes apart in the nursing home. <laughs> so I let her percuss my lungs, <laughs> keep me alive so that we can die together, whenever that may be. I'm not going to go looking for it, but if it happens to come around a curve at 75 in my lane, we'll see. The shit, that got dark and didn't mean it to. Not like the whole fucking thing ain't been dark, but that, that's a different kind of dark. But, um... But yeah, like I said, we wanted to do this one today. It, it, it's not like we, these things are so weird because we don't ever like want to do them, but we're, we kind of are talking amongst ourselves and we'll both get on a roll about something and be like, damn it, we should have recorded that. And, but today, today, I guess we did want to do it. We're trying to be authentic and real and like always. like always yes like always but it would have felt wrong if we didn't do one today and I think as ugly and awful as all of this is that's what we've done is show you the ugly and awful that you you god forbid have to live through this, that you are not alone, that there's so many of us out here and it's, it's fucking awful to think that, but it's, it's the tiniest bit of comfort too, I guess, that you're not the only one, but today, we will be the only one. Today's our day. Today's our Leah's day. Mm. And more than anything, I just, I wanna believe that wherever she is, that 
my beautiful girl is having a happy birthday. And that's always been my thing. I don't want her to think that all of this here that's left for us is her fault. It isn't. And I will go through whatever I have to live through for as long as forever takes. Because above anything, it is an honor to be her mama. And I would do it again, even knowing ending. Yeah, 10,099 minutes and I'll do it again. I'll do it today. We do it today. You know, when we, we've talked about that normally we do these podcasts and we're sitting in a complete dark in my office with only a candle burning, Leah's candle. But today we're looking out at all the glass windows. The whole front of this house is glass and it looks out over the lake. We put some pictures of Leah on the wall that are directly across from where we're sitting. And we can see her candle burning and her urn and grandpa's urn and her doggy's urn. There's too many urns. Too many. And we have all the other candles. We haven't lit them yet, but we're going to light all the other candles today, too. And probably take the kids for a drive here in a little bit and show them around since they got in at two in the morning and haven't seen it in the light. And just Try to continue thinking about Leah on her birthday. Not that I don't think about her every other minute of every other day, but today's a little different. Anything I'll finish with? Happy birthday, beautiful girl. And I don't ever sing happy birthday, so I'll give you a... <laughs> when you sing happy birthday, happy birthday to you, I always go... <laughs> and leave a raspberry at the end of the sentence. Mostly because I don't want to sing for some reason and I don't know why. I just never, <laughs> never have. Nick's always lighting the candles and standing right next to the cake with the kids. And I'm in the corner recording and blowing raspberries. And it's, it's just the things you do as family and the traditions you make. I'd love nothing more than to be trying to unstain her pink today, the purple. 
whatever color the inside was. Purple butterflies, frosting, mushy disasters squeezing out of their fingers. Kind of mess that you take them from the bathtub. Straight to the straight to the tub, and then you just throw those away. I remember number twos. I spent hours trying to get the blue off his high chair. Whatever the blue was that year was something else. Three had it all mashed in his hair. I don't know what four did. I'm sure he had it. Yeah, he didn't want it. That's right. He he still doesn't want cake either. He wants pie. Should have made the kid a pie. Number one smashed her cake. She don't like cake anymore either, though. Number two always wants ice cream. Three still wants a cake, but it has to say it has to say happy birthday in a different language. Mm-hmm. Always wants it to say happy birthday in a different language every year. Mm-hmm. Go to dinner and go to a movie and Eat whatever is left the next morning. Anyways, folks, that's it. I think we're exhausted. Been hanging on by a thread for a year. It's pretty tiring. But we love you all and As always, thanks for listening. We love you, Leah.